Hendricks Regional Health, your health care partner that has been nationally recognized for creating outstanding patient experiences, is proud to present Health Talks with HRH. Here's Melanie Cole. You don't need to be an athlete to benefit from sports medicine care. Anyone experiencing muscle or joint pain, soreness, loss of motion, or weakness is a candidate for treatment. My guest today is Dr. Robin Fian. She's a sports medicine physician with Hendricks Regional Health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Fian. What is a sports medicine physician? Well, there are two different types of sports medicine physicians. There is um, the type that I am, which is uh, primary care sports medicine. So um, we go through uh, primary care-based training, so either with family medicine, pediatrics, or internal medicine, and then we do an additional year or two of a fellowship um, with sports medicine. The second type of sports medicine physician is actually an orthopedic surgeon who their foundation is surgery, and then they end up doing an extra year uh, focused on sports injuries. So who would come to see you? As I said in the intro, it doesn't necessarily have to be people that are surgical candidates or have a major injury, correct? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think anybody with an athletic-type injury or anybody um, with any type of musculoskeletal injury, we're a good place to start. Um, I think a lot of people think that they need to see an orthopedic surgeon if they've got a bone, joint, muscle, tendon uh, problem. But in fact, most of those injuries are non-surgical, and I think that we can handle them just as well, if not maybe better, than an orthopedic surgeon can. So I think we're a good place to start. Some people feel that they need to um, go to their primary care doctor uh, first, and that's that's fine. Um, I think just with our training, uh, we look at things a little bit differently, and our goals are to keep people moving and doing the things that they enjoy. And so we may be a little less likely to tell somebody to stop doing Uh, whatever is causing their pain, and we look at ways to to treat it and keep them active. So what's the difference between seeing a sports medicine physician and physical therapy and seeing somebody along those lines? Yeah, so physical therapy is um, is one of our treatments. Um, A physical therapist um, is not a physician, but they're trained uh, in uh, treating musculoskeletal problems with exercises and stretches and things. And so it's actually one of our kind of treatment approaches. I send a lot of people to physical therapy, but I think it's best to see a physician first to find out whether that's the best treatment plan or whether we need to do a further workup or treat something in a different manner first. Let's talk about some specific types of injuries. One that hits the media pretty heavily lately is concussion. And as we are in various seasons, kids at school are taught about concussion, but what can you tell parents? who have kids in athletics about either preventing concussion or when to see a sports medicine physician regarding concussion? So I think the best thing for parents is just to become educated on what a concussion is and what the signs and symptoms of a concussion are. Um, So I always, my basic um, spiel to parents is, you know, a concussion is an injury uh, to the cells in the brain. So you actually, if somebody that's got a concussion, if you get a CT scan or an MRI, you're not going to see anything abnormal because it's at the smaller cellular level. Um, there are various symptoms. The, probably the most common symptoms we see uh, with concussions are headaches, dizziness, sometimes nausea, vomiting. Some people lose consciousness, uh, but not always. Actually, the majority do not. Um, uh, athletes will complain about um, sleep troubles, and they're a little bit more emotional. There's a kind of a myriad of, of symptoms, and if you do a Google search, um, 
you can easily find concussion symptoms. So if you have a, a child that has had a head injury um, and they're experiencing any symptoms that are a little bit concerning, I think the best thing to do is to get them checked out. Uh, if we don't treat concussions right away, their symptoms can become much worse and they oftentimes will linger for a long period of time. Whereas if you get somebody in uh, the appropriate treatment, usually they'll recover within a few weeks or so. And while treatment is great and all if you've had an injury, what about preventing them in the first place? What do you tell people is the best advice for preventing, whether it's athletic injuries or running injuries or, or just weekend warrior injuries? I think the best way to prevent injuries is to make sure that um, you're fit to do that sport. So specifically with running, um, I get a lot of people that will come in with a running injury and it's you know, often, well, I just decided to pick up running because, you know, it's a good way to lose weight and stay in shape. And that's very true. But if you're starting running and you don't have the strength foundation that you need, you're usually going to be seen in my office. And so I think making sure that there's some strength training and some, you know, flexibility, um, stretching involved, um, I think that's probably one of the best ways that you can prevent an injury. And then also listen to your body. If you're you, if you're running and you're having this lingering ache and pain, listen to your body, get it checked out, don't keep pushing through it. And what about cross-training, Dr. Fian? Because people, especially student athletes that are very good at one particular sport, they tend to overtrain or only focus on that sport and sports-specific training. So what do you tell them about you know, cross-training and overtraining and changing it up a little bit? Yeah, I think uh, cross-training is essential. If you don't do any cross-training, I'm always using running as an example. It's just an easy example. If you're only running, you're constantly loading the same joints in the same way. You're working the same muscles and not needing to work other muscles. And so um, it's just setting you up for more injury. So if you are a runner, it's important to throw something else in there, you know, a couple times a week. Um, definitely strength training, doing something like um, swimming or cycling to work different muscle groups and um, kind of unload some of the joints that you're really uh, loading with running. And if somebody does, ex- you know, experience a small injury, are you an ice person or a heat person? <laughs> Um, you know, it kind of depends, but more times than not, the acute injury is something that just happened. Um, it's ice. Uh, ice is going to decrease swelling, whereas heat is going to make swelling worse. So I think if you think about it that way, somebody that has a swollen joint, um, ice is a good thing. Now, heat would come into play if you kind of have some muscle spasm going on. So people with back pain and it feels like the muscles are really tightening up, heat's a nice thing to kind of loosen up those muscles. So I'll tell people to kind of heat before they go to stretch and then you can ice down afterwards. And can you use ice if an injury is old or if it's chronic like arthritis or some kind of tendonitis? Does ice work in that case? Yeah, no, I I still, I mean, a lot of people will say it doesn't work as well, and that may be true, but I think it still kind of has a little bit of an anti-inflammatory, like, helpful for pain sort of property. So I I recommend ice a lot. It's not going to hurt anything. And then when do you think something is maybe more emergent or something that someone would have to go to an orthopod to see? Um, You know, to an orthopod, you know, the reason you should definitely go to an orthopod is if you have something that you know is surgical. So if you tore your ACL and it's obvious based on your exam or you saw your primary care doctor and you had an MRI that showed the ACL tear, um, you know, not that an ACL always needs to be fixed, but if you're somebody that you're going to need to have surgery for it, then you should probably go directly to uh, an orthopedic surgeon. Likewise, there are some fractures that um, need surgical fixation, and if that's the case, um, you, you don't want to see someone like me who can't can't treat you and just go straight to the surgeon. 
So then wrap it up for us, Dr. Fian. Tell us about the sports medicine program at Hendricks Regional Health. Tell us a little bit about your team and give your best advice for people that may be new to athletics or new to a sport, a weekend warrior, to prevent injuries altogether. So our team, we actually have a great team. We have um, three primary care sports medicine doctors, um, myself, Dr. Harsha, and Dr. Boer, and then we have three orthopedic surgeons, uh, Dr. Waits, Dr. Ritter, and uh, um, Dr. Prather. Um, And we take care of pretty much all the schools in Hendricks County. We've got a a really strong program here. Um, As far as preventing injury, if you're going to be somebody that's going to be starting up a new sport, uh, if you've got any questions or concerns, you know, about whether you're doing your sport correctly, I think it makes sense to kind of invest some money and time into to seeing an expert um, in that sport. So, you know, um, getting getting lessons from a you know, tennis coach or something like that so that you're doing your sport properly is probably one of the best ways you can prevent injury. And again, if you're developing any aches and pains, um, I wouldn't wait around, probably get in to see one of us to, to check it out and make sure that it's not something more serious than just, you know, some muscle aches after doing your sport. Thank you so much for being with us. It's really great information. You're listening to Health Talks with HRH, Hendricks Regional Health. And for more information, you can go to hendricks.org. That's Hendricks.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.